Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. Thanks for showing up. You know, when you show up and you listen and you put a little action to it, you're going to be just surprised out of your mind at how things in life begin to change. And uh, here's a quote that Jim Rohn uh, said, which Jim Rohn is Tony Robbins' mentor. Yeah, isn't that weird to hear that Tony Robbins had a mentor? Right. It just trips me out. I love Tony But he's Robbins. the guy. I love Tony Robbins also. He said, discipline is measured in ounces, regret is measured in tons. So <laughs> I, I'm like, what? I agree. Wow. How hard is it to lift the regret from the past when if you would have just been disciplined a little bit every day, you would be amazed at how big the change is. Yes. So I didn't plan on putting that quote in there, but it just came out because I want to encourage you. A, you're a rock star because you're listening to the podcast. I mean, come on. Look in the mirror at yourself and just tell yourself how awesome you are. You're good, you. Um, so we're back with an extended episode or like a, a recap, if you will, of becoming a better listener because we have so much more to cover. We're not going to try to bore you out of your mind, but I really took the art of deferring. I took it heavy. That was not like play for the show. Um, what did that mean to you? It, it It's interesting. It took me back to how Jeannie and I communicated before mm -hmm. and how intense I was at getting my point across and telling her how she felt and assuming that I knew, like I would go ahead and have the argument in my head before I got to her. So I'd be prepared to prove how right I was about right. the situation. And the, it's, it's like, it's probably because we're removed from time, but the dramatic transformation in our relationship from deferring took us from it's you against me to, Hey, I like you. <laughs> And that, that was just big for me. I always knew that I loved my wife. There were times where we just did not like each other very much. Right. Because we were like two competing entities. But remembering how, how huge the effect was when I began to defer and let her speak, that was, it was, like I said in the last episode, it was such game changer for me. It was mm -hmm. like game changer status that it just kind of rekindled that flame of, yeah, this really helped me. This authentically changed my marriage right. for the better. And it has proven itself for unending benefits. Mm -hmm. I still have to catch myself every now and again, but I just learning the art of deferring, making someone feel special, because you are present in the moment right? and you care about what they have to say and you can make that experience great for them. Absolutely. And in, and in turn, you learn a lot more about the person that you're talking to or that you're listening to because they will tell you what they need. Mm -hmm. And we as guys, we are need meters. <laughs> yes. Sounded weird, but we are. So... <laughs> That's why it, I didn't dress that up. My reaction was not a dress up for the microphone. Mm -hmm. It was like, ah, oh, I forgot how much I love to defer. And it's weird to hear me say I love to defer, but it just had such 
a tremendous impact on my relationship. Right. So, um, yeah, if you haven't tried it yet, please start trying it. It's such a, uh, selfless thing that you do. I think, um, sometimes we just become so selfish yeah. You know, just as a person or become selfish in our marriage. And there's, there could be like a lot of reasons behind it. Um, the way that we were raised, if you were raised in a large family, um, it could even be you were raised and you were the only child. Um, so it there's a lot of things behind selfishness that, you know, it's just an important thing to check yourself. Like, do you defer? Because most selfish people don't, or they don't know how to go about it. And when they are thinking that they are deferring, they're really doing it for their own benefit. So there's still selfishness behind it to like truly defer, to truly, truly defer to somebody. It's such a gratifying feeling within yourself to meet somebody else's need. Yes. That you are just... You, there's no ulterior motive other than to defer to this person of what it is that they um, need, want, desire, whatever that you know, whatever, whatever that it is that they that they are asking for. Um, and like I said in the last episode, I just really think it's just an, a lost, a lost characteristic. Yeah. That I think sometimes we need to go back to. And I think, you know, uh, just judging from where I was coming from, I would, I, I didn't really intentionally set out not to hear my wife. I think maybe it was something that was just like an unconscious mechanism. Mm-hmm. So the only way to repair that is to get conscious about it, right? You got to get conscious. Intentional. Be intentional. Do things on purpose. And you will see the results. I mean, hey, look, I'm a dude. <laughs> you're not. Right. You're a lady. How does it make you feel when Bill is authentically listening and focused on you? How does it make you feel? You're loved. Yeah. It's, it's such a, it speaks volumes. It, it's definitely building blocks in your, in your marriage. Um, you know, there's trust, there's respect. There's so much that goes with it than just, oh, he's just listening to me. There's so much more that goes along with that, that it builds your marriage. It's, it's what your marriage is built on. Yeah. And, and like I, like I've said before, you know, I'm, I'm a man of faith and what, here's the, what, what I liken it to, you know, um, and if we'll just get it down to a marriage part here, we'll take it to the marriage, to the ground floor of a mm-hmm. marriage. Bill's listening to you. Mm. That creates a desire and a response within you. So then it reciprocates whatever his need is. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it may seem selfish. Um, On the outside, it may seem selfish in some respect. But I asked people a question today. Have you ever given somebody a one-sided hug? Or you hug them and they just stand there and they don't hug you back? Who wants that? Right. So it creates a response when you're authentically in the moment with somebody. And what love is, is it's a give and it's a take. Mm-hmm. So your response is whatever makes Bill feel fulfilled, mm-hmm. you respond back with that. And so now it's like a hug for a hug. Right. It's not that awkward, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, Um 
So to me, we just kind of reference that at church. It's like, uh, you know, God's breath is in you Mm -hmm. and you're giving it back to him. Well, that seems odd. No, it's a hug. It's a hug for a hug. And it's one action is creating another reaction and they are working simultaneously together so that both parties feel fulfilled. Right. So not that I want to go religious on anybody, but it, I think as a guy, you sometimes need an illustration, maybe gals too. You need an illustration of what does this actually mean? Mm-hmm. Because when my wife feels loved and fulfilled, then I'm going to feel loved and fulfilled. Exactly. My needs are a little more physical, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And she handles that with happiness for me because we're fulfilling one another, that whole yin and yang type Exactly. You know, so thanks for sharing. I love it. I I was telling Rita, maybe, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole world's worth of lessons when it comes to communicating Mm -hmm. and a whole show that is probably out there built on that. Um, I'm just glad we're able to bring it to you guys because the art of deferring is it's game changer status. So, you know, Rita has quotes. I have sayings. (laughs) Enjoy uh, the art of deferring. If you, if you experienced it good, let us know how it goes. Um, so I, I wanted to give you guys um, a book idea. I'm big on listening to books and podcasts. Obviously, I'm so big on it that I started a podcast. Um, a book that really teaches you the art of deferring is by Dale Carnegie, and it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And Rita, I'm not sure if you've ever read that book. I've heard about that. No, I haven't read that book, but I've definitely heard of it. Very, very impactful. Mm -hmm. And that's what I kind of connected it to because the coaching that you did with Jeannie and I when it came to communicating and listening, that book, and it's funny, you've never heard it, but that book reinforced the things that you teach. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, after you get done listening to this podcast, Guys, maybe you can uh, go take a look at that book. You can get it on audio. Uh, You can get it if you like to read. It's a great tool to enhance your ability in the art of deferring. And it'll go... And the reason that I wanted to... Let me just get into this real quick. Mm -hmm. No, go ahead. The reason I wanted to call this Man Versus Marriage, this podcast, is yes, because of the, the tremendous impact the coaching you gave me uh, had on my marriage, but I'm a, I'm a firm believer that that is one, that's one relationship that affects every relationship I have. If my marriage is not right, the world around me is not right because it feels like there is something that's wrong. Something is off. So if I can get you know, work with my wife and get my marriage to a place where it's solid and we're whole, it doesn't really matter what's going on around me because I feel invincible enough to fix whatever's out there. Mm -hmm. Anything can come at me to a point and I can have the courage to overcome that um, if my marriage is in a great place. Right. If it's not, the world around me looks a whole lot more dim 
It doesn't look as inspiring to overcome. So I take all the things I learn from my marriage counseling and I apply it to the other relationships around me, whether it's, you know, and how I talk with my dad, how I talk with my mom, mm-hmm. how I speak to my employees, um, how I speak to my friends, how I listen to my friends, whether I'm speaking at church, whatever it is, I take all those lessons. And for me, it was all centered around my marriage and how it got better. That's where I saw like some instant benefit um, to being intentional and how to change. So that's why that was the big reason it had to be man versus marriage. And I know there was a lot of weird controversy or some weird controversy over what does that mean? Is that like you against, are you competing against the component or, or yeah. not the component that, um, is it a comp, is that the competitor competitor? Right. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why it's like, that's why, because as an athlete, you know, you want to put the best version of yourself on the field. Mm-hmm. So you're ultimately competing against yourself to get better right like nick saban one of the greatest coaches on the face of the planet in the history of college football to quincy (laughs) the numbers the numbers bear that out yes they do (laughs) um it's like we don't care what the other teams do we're going to become experts in what we do Mm -hmm. and we're going to do it until we can't get it wrong and that is to me why it's like a man versus marriage. I am, uh, my wife and I are on the field as teammates and I am competing with this thing called marriage and what everybody says, what it's called, what it's supposed to be, what it's supposed to look like. Um, I'm going for it because I want the best version of myself Mm -hmm. on the field to be out there and work with my teammate. So, but marriage, but the counseling that we did in marriage spilled over into the self-development side. Absolutely. It's so, so important. Um, I absolutely agree with that. It's so funny that you mentioned that because when I think of, of the podcast and, and when you introduced it to me, the idea, um, I don't want to say pitched it to me cause you didn't pitch it to me, but you, it just like, Hey, what do you think about this? Um, and the experience that I have gone through personally in my own personal um, marriage, married young, had kids, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And as I look back in those times and then getting into being a life coach and, and counseling people in marriage, coaching people in marriage, my heart really, really went out to the men and when you came to me and asked me about this, I thought there's so many times that I have sat before men and they don't have a soft place to land. Like they don't have that place where they feel that they can be vulnerable, that they can be open and honest with their feelings, right, wrong, or indifferent. Sure. That where do they go? Like it's okay for um, us women to voice our feelings and to put it all out there. And there's different avenues for us to go to, but I just, I just felt that 
and I might, and I may be totally wrong. So correct me if I am wrong. I just felt that there's not those many places for men to go mm-hmm. and, and to reach out and it to be a safe place. Like it's okay for you to be a guy and, and to share your feelings and there's no judgment. Yeah. There's no judgment because you're feeling this way for some reason. So let's get to the root of it. Yeah. Instead of being afraid to share that, instead of being shamed to share it, whatever it is that you're going through. Right. So when you, when you came to me, it's just like my heart just goes out to men because sometimes they're just so brutally attacked on just being men. You know, yeah. it's like we just have this perception of how they're supposed to be. And there is a def- there is definitely a way that you guys are created. The way you think, mm-hmm. the way you see things, the way you hear things, the way your heart beats, everything is so different than how we are as women. And we have to understand that as women and respect that and get some insight and to be able to help your man through all of this. So that's why my, when, when you said this to me, I thought, what a great opportunity to have to be able to do a podcast and reach those men who are traveling back and forth to work. Cause when are they going to have any other opportunity to come in and just listen? Yeah. You could just listen, take, take what you want for what it's worth right. and apply it. That's right. So I just think it's, you know, man versus marriage. It's like what you said. It's not as though we're coming against it or there are opponent. It's, it's not that it's being on the, it's being on that field and bring in the best version of yourself is what it is that I want to just grab people and just be the best you. Yeah. Because like you said, you don't want to have tons of regret at the end of the day, at the end of, you know, your life, you don't want to have to say, I wish I would have, could have, I didn't. Um, so I just think it's just a great opportunity. Why we got off into that subject, I have no idea, but I just wanted to piggyback on what you were saying about, you know, man versus marriage and the whole, whole podcast thing. So, yeah, good insight. That's good. And thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. That's wonderful. And I, I do think, uh, you know, that it's just one of those, it's one of those, um, it's one of those mediums podcast is, and I'm sure there's plenty of other ones out there, but it's one of those mediums where you can really just get into the zone and start to connect and develop with people from around the world Yes, who are in the same boat you are. Right. Whether they're in Africa or whether they're in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, Mexico, you know, South America, wherever. Right. It's interesting that there are people who are going through what you're going through, even though we're in the USA and they're somewhere else. So that's, that's the beauty of where podcasting comes in and there's a lot of information out there and us making, you know, putting our, our life, really me putting my life on display to give other people an opportunity to better their self and their relationship. I just felt like you gave into me and Jeannie and mm-hmm. our relationship. And mm-hmm. I wanted to do something to give back. And this is on a grand scale, right? You know? Um, so good. I'm glad we threw that out there. 
better listeners. Yes, that's the episode, uh, episode two. But you know what? I'm glad we shared that. That's yeah. just, it's fantastic. And sometimes, you know, you just go off on um, a little rabbit trail, and that's okay. Right. So, um, yeah. So where do we go from here? Yeah, I know that you, let's recap some of those habits sure. that um, you talked about and get some quotes in. I talked about the book. Uh, how to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie. Check that book out for the art of deferring. That's kind of what I, I got from it. Um, but Rita, let's get into um, some of those habits. Let's like recap the habits that you had. So, uh, you know, we can just refresh the guys and what you said last episode. Okay? Sure. So these are habits that I would just... Like I said before, they're very simple. Everybody knows them. Um, but yet, they, they, they are so simple that we forget. So these are just a few things to, to do to work towards. So in conversations, it's having eye contact, your body language, you're leaning forward, you're smiling, you're nodding, you're encouraging you're reaffirming what that person is saying to you. You don't try to fix it, meaning you're, if you know your wife or husband is explaining something, you're not in the mode of trying to fix what it is that they're expressing to you. You do not uh, have a phone around. You don't have the computer. You don't have the TV on. You know, Limit all distractions as possible because that is just shuts any conversation down in a half a second. You're asking questions instead of assuming. You don't interrupt. You don't change the subject. And you don't zone out and you're present. I think the last one is the most important is to be present. Um, I think a lot of times, like what you were saying last time, you know, we become such a busy society that it's like, okay, get to the point. Like, let's get to the point. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's talk yep. about what we need to talk about because I got this to do. I got that to do, you know, and it's just, um, it's, it's just something that I think that we need to learn to slow down in life. Mm -hmm. We just really need to stop and slow down and just realize, you know, life goes by fast anyway. Yep. And it just seems like we're making it happen so much faster. We're always in a rush, yep. always busy, always on the next thing, always, you know, and I think um, it's good to unplug. I think it's really good in relationships to unplug a little bit and just be. I don't think people know how to just be and just relax and just let's just talk. Let's just, you know, just let's just relax and be with each other, be present with each other. Yeah. Um, and we've just become so, so busy. So I have another quote from Ernest Hemingway. I like to listen. I have learned a great deal from listening carefully. Most people never listen. It's so true that you could learn so much from someone. I say this all the time. Just give me five minutes with someone and let me listen and we could get to the root of it. Because yep. people reveal themselves to you if you just stop and just really really engage yourself to listen to what it is that they're saying. You could figure people out pretty good. You can. And, and you know, those people that are listening very well, 
because they're not saying much, but they're constantly encouraging that person to continue because you're trying to get information from, from people. Um, it works in the work, the workforce very well. If you can, if you can stop yourself enough to pay attention to what people are saying, you can figure people out really, really fast. Yes. They'll, they'll definitely tell everything about them. If, if you are paying attention, probably give you more information than you need. Exactly. Cause they're so used to people not listening anyway. Mm-hmm. So good point. Yeah. The another one is nature gave us one tongue and two ears <laughs> so we could hear twice as much as we speak. <laughs> uh, that is very good. I thought that was a funny yes. one, but isn't that super true? Yes. Um, that's, I think that's just something that, you know, we need, we need to practice um, listening of, Definitely for sure. And there is a difference between hearing and listening. There's a huge difference between hearing and listening because hearing is a short term memory. Everything you're hearing is like on the surface what you're hearing. Yeah. But if I'm truly listening to you, like I'm engaged every part of my being and and my emotions, everything of me is in the moment of what that person is saying. And there's a huge difference and people know that and they feel that Yeah, they know when you're engaged with somebody or like you walk away and you thought, okay, like they didn't hear they didn't anything. They didn't hear a word I said. Nothing. Cause the responses of how you respond to somebody definitely is a clear indication if someone is listening to you or not. Yeah. The lights they, are on or not. Yeah. Cause they'll like piggyback on what it is that you're saying, or they'll express it a little bit different, or they'll ask you a question about it. And a lot of times people don't know how to respond to that because they're not used to that. They're not used to, if someone's speaking to me and they're expressing something and I want to go a little bit deeper then you ask a little bit deeper questions. Yeah. And sometimes it throws people off because sometimes a lot of people are just used to just shooting things right at you and yeah, and not really having that other person listen. Well, when I started to consider, you know, becoming a better listener, I, I, it's one of the adventures that I took in this, um, in this game called marriage. And, you know, one of the things that I, like I said in the first episode, um, listen more, and talk less. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, if you couple that with a few other thoughts that kind of help me and, you know, some of these you'll have to take and tweak a little bit for yourself because I got a question for you, Rita. I got a question. Uh Um, Yeah. Uh, But before I ask that question, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really important when you are listening and let's say no matter what the conversation is, if it's a hard talk or if it's a fun talk or whatever, it really is engaging when uh, somebody says something to you and you say, what, what I'm hearing is this, is, is this what you were saying? Mm-hmm. And then it'll give them an opportunity to kind of connect on a deeper level. It'll give an opportunity to expand on what they are saying. And it'll also make them feel like they're important. Right. Because that's what, that's what worked with me. It worked with Jeannie. And it, it especially it most of it started in the uh, 
in the arguments. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's where, that's where I really, um, cut my teeth on it, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, is listening, deferring, listening authentically, letting her say what she needs to say. And then if something struck me wrong, um, I'd say, Hey, here, here's what I'm hearing you saying. Is, is that right? Is this, is this what you mean? Um, and if, if it is, well, you got two paths you can go from there because <laughs> if you heard exactly what she said and it's not good and it's what she meant, well, you got to work you, through it. You got some things that you've got to work through, mm-hmm. which that's fine. As long as you're dedicated to not fighting to be right. Yeah. Um, but I, I really think it will help you guys if you get engaged in the moment defer begin to listen and like rita said have some eye contact Mm -hmm. having eye contact with somebody can be uncomfortable so it takes practice look me in the eyes rita right there (laughs) i always do (laughs) yeah so it can be uncomfortable with Mm -hmm. people who aren't used to doing it because they're more used to looking down at the phone right or at the computer Mm -hmm. and when you when when you look somebody in the eyes it's it's a connection it's saying okay I'm engaged. Right. I'm engaged. I want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. If you follow that up, sometimes you might find that people are saying things and they don't really have a reason they believe what they're believing. So True. it can help them to understand maybe they have a false uh, sense of explaining or a false thought about a situation and it's really not how they saw it. That's that's more on the hey we're in a heated discussion here situation, <laughs> right? Uh, more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But I got a question, okay? Mm-hmm. I need some help. <laughs> Shoot, How, the, one of the toughest things when I started this thing out was. How, how do you navigate the waters of? Hey, can we just turn turn the TV off and talk right now? Mm-hmm. Or can you put your phone down and be present in the moment right. with me right now? Because um, it's odd, you know, Jeannie's thing was quality time. Mm-hmm. So I began to give her quality time and it worked well. Right. But then something kind of shifted. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where she was always on her phone doing Facebook. And I'm like, hey, you're supposed to be the quality time person here, and I'm giving you quality time, but you're not being present in the moment. Right. Um, and these are things that you, you need. So are you, like, substituting? Are you Ooh, upset? Good question. You know, um, what are you doing that's fulfilling you because we're not connecting here? Um, how can a guy approach that conversation with his wife mm-hmm. and not get thrown overboard. Right. Is it, do you have any pointers for us there? Cause maybe there's a guy listening that's like, yeah, I've, I tried deferring and it worked. And maybe they're circling back around to this episode and it's like, it worked for a while, but now I don't know how to diplomatically say, can we put the distractions aside and focus on each other? Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. I think it depends on the personality. If I use uh, Jeannie as an example um, with her personality and just knowing her, 
what I would do is let her know beforehand, you have to prepare her that, the, you know, it, when we get home tonight, I just want to have some time to you and I, um, and, you know, just kind of go over some things or what, what you're doing is you're preparing her for what is about to come instead of just coming in and saying, Hey, can we talk? Mm-hmm. Because of her personality and the way that she is, um, that would be a little startling to her. Like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? But if you can prepare her beforehand, whether it be a phone call on your way home. So it's a really good question when it's a great question because I think a lot of marriages fall into this where the phone is the escape. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is the escape. I would want to know why. Yeah. Like I understand people have downtime. I understand, you know, they're going to like just scroll through aimlessly because nobody wants to think. So that would be my question to, to the person. If, if that's what it is that they're doing, like what's really going on? Yeah. Like what you said, you know, is this meeting your need more than I am? Because that's not okay. Like, that's not okay. Right. I know many people think like that's normal and that's okay. It's not okay. Right. Because that should never substitute um, engaging with, you know, your spouse, your kids. It's the rudest thing. I, but that's just me personally. Um, there's a time and a place for it. Yeah. But if your face is glued to the phone, Society says that's normal and it's not normal. Right. So let's, let's get down to the nitty gritty and let's talk about this. Cause is this a problem? Like, is this your go-to to escape whatever it is that's going on around you that we just withdraw? Cause I believe that's what it is. We just withdraw from what's going on around us. Yeah. Cause there's too much going on around us. So we're just going to withdraw from that and just go and sink into our phones and just whisk away and not have to think about anything. Sure. So to me, it is an issue, but that's me personally, because I'm all about being engaged, right. having eye contact, you know, let's, let's talk heart to heart. Um, so it it's just, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of people deal with that. And the minute you say anything, they are like so offended. Yeah. Like I cannot even believe that you're bringing this topic up. If they get offended so quickly and easily, then we do have a little issue here that we need to talk about. <laughs> got a wee little issue to address here. Right? So yeah. it's just like, I think it, like I said in the beginning, I think it depends on the personality. You have to know your spouse. Are they ones that, you know, they could think on the seat of, like me, I could think on my feet. Like if Bill would say, hey, Rita, I need to talk to you. I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. It's not an issue. Right. With people who don't have that kind of personality, it just takes them a little bit to, they need to be prepared. They need to know what's coming their way. You just don't throw it on them. Yeah. So it just, you just have to know your spouse. You have to know how to have and, and when to in, in interact that kind of, this is what we need to do. This yeah. is how, you know, so it's I not hope when, that answered your question. Yeah, it, it, it does. And it's not, uh, you, you got to know your relationship mm-hmm. guys. 
it the the time to speak about it's not when you sit down for family movie night right. um <laughs> and everybody has dinner in hand and then it's you choose that moment to unload on the situation i've done that before mm -hmm. then you just ruin the movie you ruin the night right anything else the night had in store for you you just kind of ruin it um or as we say back in alabama i'll say this you just ruin it it's ruined <laughs> it's it's done mm -hmm. so timing is everything timing is but you do have to know uh your spouse and kind of how she's wired so that you can prepare her for a potentially uh, potentially a, a difficult situation to discuss. Right. Because the odd thing is, is like, well, you get accustomed to sharing quality time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, I kind of actually like this thing. Right. And then it's like, what, what about this quality time we're supposed to be spending here? And she could change. You could ask her that too. Like that's not, might not be important to her anymore because you've been doing it and you've been fulfilling that. So her, her love language might be changing because you're not the same always. Like I've said it before, how I was at 23 and how I am at 53 okay. is totally different. Okay. So is, as Jeannie is, as both of you, not just Jeannie, but as both of you are going through your marriage, it's like you need to kind of like go back and say, are, is work. this still important to you or, you know, or, or are you wanting something different? Because it, because what you're telling me and just, and just what it is that you're doing right here yeah. is saying that it's not. So I want to make sure that this is still important to you. Cause if it's not, then we need to, we need to figure this out because yeah. it doesn't seem as though it is anymore. Yeah. And that, that, that makes perfect sense. If I went to a present day experience, um, that, and this, this is going off again on the, this is off the beaten path mm -hmm. of becoming a better listener. Um, we just did some drives and before we would drive and she would talk mm -hmm. and talk and we'd get engaged in conversation. Um, whereas, you know, I would have preferred maybe just to listen to a podcast right, or a book because mm -hmm. I got 12 hours to drive. But it, when we started this quality time thing, I put that away and gave her the time. And, you know, we went to the clouds right. together and whatever else. Well, now she's sitting there reading this book for hours and hours. And I'm thinking, what the <laughs> heck happened to all this quality time? I, you know, I'm gearing up for what's going to fulfill her. Mm-hmm. And she's reading a book and I warred with myself over it. I'm like, should I say something? Why should didn't you just talk to her? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'll, I'll walk you through it. I have to identify why I'm feeling butthurt first before sure. I just kind of lash out Unload. about it. Because mm -hmm. we're on a 12 hour ride together. There's nowhere else to go. So I like to really get down to the bare bones of why the heck are you feeling this way? Mm -hmm. Because this is actually an opportunity. Maybe her quality time bank is full because I put so many deposits in there. Maybe it's full. And right now with her hectic life, she just wants to disappear into a book, which affords me the opportunity to do what, you what I want to do. So I was like, you know what? Don't knock on her for that. If she needs to talk, she'll talk. Don't be offended and butthurt. I'm a very systematic person. I'm just weird, okay? 
If you tell me this is what makes you fulfilled, I prepare myself before I get around you because my goal, what feeds me, is to, I don't know, serve you or, I don't know, to help you feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I love that with family, with friends. I love to enhance people's lives. Right. So I was like, no, stop everything. Okay. And that's something I've got to do in my life, which Mm -hmm. is a stop everything moment. And, um, it's like, stop everything. Understand, uh, if this is a real issue, it's like, look, dude, you're getting the best of both worlds here. Your wife is fulfilled. She's enjoying her time with a book. You get to listen to whatever you want. And let me guarantee if you want to talk about something, start talking. She'll put the book down and you can talk. Right. So I experimented. And I, <laughs> a lot of times, it's a lot going on. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, so what I did was, I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is good. I'm going to listen to this for a while. And it's like, oh, well, I want to talk to her for a minute. Let's see if the, if I'm right mm-hmm. with the way I'm reasoning things here. And it's like, hey, bye, bye, bye. Book goes down. She's engaged in the conversation. She's talking. And I have the best of both worlds. Yep. That's what you work towards, right? A happy, fulfilled <laughs> wife who is happy just to be there with me, mm-hmm. put her arm on my leg, you know, just having me there. Just to be. And then I can just do whatever the heck I want while I'm driving the car, whether it's listen to sports, music, podcast, Joe Rogan, whatever it is. I can do that there and right. I don't have to do anything. It's so a beautiful place to it be. It is. And that's why I didn't say anything initially. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, your, your voice is going off in my head, Rita. That's what happens. And it's like, okay, why the crap do I feel this way? Cause I don't like having any uh, like mm-hmm. uh, between Jeannie and I, but I was able to work through it. Right. And my ride got that much better. Cause if I wanted to talk about something, I would just throw it out there. Mm -hmm. But that was like almost like me or like me taking away Jeannie's ability to change. You can't be a different person. Right. Not today. Yeah. (laughs) I work so hard to to help you with the person you are. What am I supposed to do now? Exactly. But I I was excited to bring that to the studio Mm -hmm. so that you could help work me through it. I was fortunate enough to kind of get through it. Right. um, But to get your perspective on that. Mm Uh, I think that's what happens in marriage. You know, you, you're constantly evolving. And when it does happen before your eyes, a lot of times we don't know how to handle the change. Yeah. We don't know what to do with the change. Um, whether it's your spouse changing, you changing, because our tendencies are to go back to what feels right. Mm-hmm. So in that awkward moment, even though it, it's not really awkward, it's just different. Right. And you have to recognize that and don't take it personally. Correct. That like what's going on here? This is what you want it. This is what it is that you both work towards. Right. That you're both fulfilled, that you're both meeting each other's needs. So you in those moments have the ability to just sit there and just be just and be. no one needs to say anything. Right. It's such a great, great place to be in your relationship because it's not like when you're younger in your marriage, you know, in your relationship, you're not like trying to like, I wonder what she's thinking. I wonder what she wants me to do. Should right. I do this or should I do, you know, that you're constantly like having this inner dialogue going on inside of you where you can just shut that all out, out 
now and just enjoy each other. I just enjoy looking at you and sitting with you and singing next to you. And I, I mean, really, for me as a guy, having talks and whatever, just what it wasn't for me. I had something else that I always wanted to do. Right. But I might have morphed a little bit, and maybe I'm the quality time person now. And if I am, I just need to say something. Right. And not assume that, you know, she's disappearing into the whatever. Just don't assume anything. Right. And ask questions. But thank you to you because your coaching goes far beyond the two chairs that sat in front of your desk. Um, and it even goes beyond this podcast because I was able to work it out with myself and say, look, you have the absolute ideal situation here where you're fulfilled, your wife's banks are full. If there's another bank that's a little empty, dive into that bank right, and fill it up full of money. You so, have conversations yep. in regards to that. So... How'd I do? Good. Yes. You worked through it. Yes. You so, didn't assume. I Well, I started to. Well, yeah. You know, but you caught yourself. I had to take my foot off the gas <laughs> there, you know? All right. Well, I think this uh, episode went a little long in the tooth, and it took a couple of different paths, but I think we go back and listen to it. Um, it's going to be great because we did get the uh, – we did kind of get a minor recap in there, a little mini cap um, to say – these are the habits that you can create, and um, we want you to reach out to us. And here's a guarantee I made, like even when I did the announcement on Facebook Live, if you want your questions to remain like Steve Saskins from Saskatchewan, Canada says, yakety yakety yak, and whatever, Maybe you don't want your name out there, right? but you still want the question answered because I'm telling you, whatever questions you have, lots of guys have those questions. So we need your perspective. I mean, we as me as a man married, Rita as a, as a marriage coach, she needs different pieces of perspective so that we can grow. And then we also know how to help you. So I will honor you, we will all honor your desire to remain anonymous when yes. you send questions in if you don't want people to know your name. If you don't care, we'll put you right out there. And someday we might have you call in and give your experience on the show if you so desire. But let's let us help you. Give us some feedback on if these habits have helped you. And maybe you had to modify them and make them your own. So just uh, go to our Facebook page. Go to our website, which is manversusmarriagepodcast.com. So that's manvsmarriagepodcast.com. Nobody can see me write this with my <laughs> finger, but it's out there. He is. I am. Um, or you can go to our, uh, you can just email us at manvsmarriagepodcast at gmail.com. I'm ill-prepared. I do not have uh, our Twitter, our Instagram, or our Facebook sitting in front of me, but we'll get it in the show notes. So reach out to us. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I got some coaching in the moment, which mm-hmm. is always a plus. Um, we got some words out there about what man versus marriage really means to us as individuals and a team. Uh, got those habits out there. Got some great quotes out there. And uh, all this because our heart is for you guys. We want we want you to have a good, happy, fulfilled marriage. Yes. And it will spill over into other parts of your life. So. Yes. If you're an Alabama fan, you have a better chance at succeeding. I just want to throw that out there. (laughs) Roll Tide. Until the next time, Rita. Until next time. We'll see you then. Yes.